Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay. You know what I just realized needs to happen? What? Go here with me. Just observe. I completely agree. Can you tilt yeah. your camera up a tad? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That I mean, if that is not the best background ever, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe it's taken me this long to do it. I can't either. Well, give us um, some insight. What What's going on over here? <laughs> well, as, as if any of you know us at all, and I'm thinking you do if you're here listening, that Probably. Um, Moose is my best friend. We've been best friends for decades. And... Um, she is one of the people in this world that knows me really, really well, like better than anybody. And then, um, Sarah, you have more recently come into my life and, um, it's almost been a decade Wow! and you also know me well, and you guys got me this gift and it is a poster of a cat holding a beverage of some kind, which is like this shitty looking can. <laughs> and there is smoke just billowing around the cat's head. And the cat has a cigarette hanging out the side of its mouth. And I mean, it could be a cigarette. It could also be something else. Could be. Well, it could be something else. Who knows? And it just says, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's, it like, I, it's really like kind of almost like my animal spirit, if you will, you know, it's like, do not fuck with me. Like, <laughs> I wonder if we should contact that artist and just have them put a cat and moose like chain around its neck so that we can <laughs> we can sell it and then make it like a co-op with that artist yeah, I think that would yeah. be great and then they need yeah. to create a better one for Moose well they just need to create one of the three of us like whoever <laughs> that artist is Moose you're in charge of that Oh man, I'm so tired of being in charge, guys. I am not in charge. I, I am, am not, not in charge. charge. I am free of responsibility. responsibility. Sing it with us, our friends. We have one <laughs> song that we sing around here. Well, no, we have a lot of songs, but that one we wrote. That that one we wrote, and we really should. I, I mean, I've got a publishing company through BMI, Apricity Music Publishing. Like, let's let's publish that shit. Look at you name dropping your companies. Come on, bitches. I got an LLC right here. I got an ink over here. Haven't touched that one in three years, but I'm still paying taxes. <laughs> and I've got, let's see, I've got an LLC. I've got a C Corp. I've got an S Corp and, and a publishing company. So, I mean, gosh, we are so entrepreneurial. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Hey, Moose. Hey, Kat. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hey, Sarah. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Uh, okay, so I was hoping that you guys would give me the pleasure of starting off this episode with a little Taoist uh, philosophy. Are you guys open to that? Well, of course. Yes, but can I first um, call out some crazy shit that happened two episodes ago? Yes. Yeah. It's in relation to Taoist philosophy. So it totally makes sense. Great. But okay. how did I not make fun of you mm. when I went back and listened to the Taoist devotional when <laughs> I didn't even laugh when I went back and listened and there's a part as you're describing <laughs> you the nature where you say roots. and the a carcass, carcass of, a of a dead deer. deer. And I was like, eyes were closed. I was in it and I didn't even respond. <laughs> 
You didn't respond at all. And I remember thinking in that moment, I am really surprised that neither of them were like, wait, what? (laughs) Because like this Taoist uh, daily meditation type thing was talking about like taking in nature and the clouds in the sky and the rainwater and the carcass of a dead deer and a floating stream. And it's like, I remember when I first read it, I was like, well, that's jolting. Like, it's like, I'm thinking of all that, but, but that is a part of like life and death and the the cycle and everything and I was really surprised that it got zero reaction <laughs> I, w- I will say this though if I were Sarah that's where I would have put in that like Scooby Doo cartoon sound that's like you know what I mean like just in that it's like a beautiful meditation and then it's like oh what the hell just happened there <laughs> amazing okay back to you please center us as we begin this episode Okay, well, um, the symbol that is is most popularly associated with Taoist philosophy is the yin-yang symbol. And that's the little, like, looks like little paisley things. One is white and one is black. And the white one has a little black dot and the black one has a little white dot. Um, we are at the place in the flow of nature where it is the very, very height of winter and the very, very beginning of spring. Mm-hmm. The height of winter and the beginning of spring. Mm. Yes. yes. And the trees yes. aren't sure what to do. Yep. Yes. And our bodies aren't sure what to do. Allergies are running rampant. Like it's it's a really, really big time of transition. And one thing that I thought would be cool to point out is in the yin yang symbol, the the white paisley thing is the is what represents yang. Yang is bright, yang is masculine, yang is forceful, yang is loud, yang is the sun, and yang is is um just loud and and then like all the things and the black little paisley is yin and yin is dark and yin is soft and yin is moist and yin is feminine and yeah moist i mean so yay for those brief descriptions there are so many more descriptions um of of what yin and yang represent if you look at where the black paisley and that represents the yin it starts with this little tail and then it gets bigger and then where it gets the absolute biggest is where you have the little white tail begin and so the biggest part of yin is called big yin and so at the height of winter we are at big yin that's water element that's very like um introverted contemplative like like really finding and identifying one's own self and core values and has to do with the bladder and the kidney if you care about that shit and um and then as the little tail of yang begins it's what's called little yang and little yang represents um the transition from winter to spring okay and so when something becomes so big that it has to turn into its opposite that that is when there's like the transition from from one energy to another so yin big yin begins to transition to little yang and then as we get to really really big yang we're in the late of summer and experiencing that little tail that little hint of like ooh, we have a a cool breeze in the fall and, and, and we're starting to move into the fall and then back into the winter. So that's kind of how 
and what the the yin yang symbol one of the many things that it represents and i'm just noticing that we we are at that place of little yang where buds are starting to bud and the buttercups are starting to bloom and for me and i think for a lot of people the energy of spring which is also wood energy is very it's like look at the energy that it takes for the bulbs that have been buried in the earth to sprout and and pierce themselves all the way through the surface and 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 grow a stalk and then bear a flower it's like the energy that it takes to do that after being so like hibernated for so long is really really huge and a lot of times we experience that emotionally in spring and so a lot of times spring is when people develop new exercise regimens and and decide like i'm gonna come up with new business ideas and so that's why i think it's the perfect time for us to brainstorm about the future of the podcast I i think that the earth and all of the universe and nature will actually support us in growth I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So, um, oh, my hand is raised. I'm going to lower it now that you called on me. Um, <clears throat> why is it yang and not yin yang? Because I've always heard yang. Is that just Americans not pronouncing it correctly? I mean, I, I wish I knew enough about it to speak really intelligently about it. I don't know. I know that my my uh, teachers have said that the the correct pronunciation is young, and so that's just kind of what what I've gone with. Um, I have some classmates and colleagues who say Yang. They say the Yin Yang, and it like it's like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. And who cares? Like yeah, you know, like we were talking yesterday about my favorite game arcade game growing up was Galaga. Like I love that game and I'm very now highly um, considering getting a a Galaga like full size thing like for my office. And um, one of my teachers was saying to me, he said, I'm so glad that you said it's called Galaga. He said, because I always thought it was Galaga and it's like, well, which one is right? Well, who the fuck knows? Well, I don't know. Potato, potato, potato. Right. And what if somebody said like it's Galaga or what if it's Gaw? I thought it was, I'll be honest. I thought it was Galactica. So I've, I've added a a whole syllable. So yin, yang, ding, dong, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Um, so first of all, let me say that I had a session with you this week. Mm-hmm. Um, last we ended last episode with me hoping that you could heal me in one session um, of my <laughs> weight that I have gathered. <laughs> uh, and in fact, I am now a size four, everyone. So if you've been wondering if you want body work by Kat, also known as Arc Integrative health nope just integrative Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you want to share that at all 
I'm happy to. Okay. Yeah. Arc Integrative, <laughs> comma, LLC. It's one of my five, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and don't ask us how many websites we own. Please. Yeah. I've, I've got an establishment license. <laughs> I paid like $300 to the state. I've got like a certificate that says like I'm actually legally allowed to practice as a licensed massage therapist in my office. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Come on. It, I was so impressed. Legit. There's like three different certificates. I, I couldn't, I, I had a moment where I was like, damn, she's like legal as someone who's been arrested before. Like she really <laughs> jumped through the right hoops yeah. this time. You know, you really made it. Well, and I almost, my, the hoop almost got closed around my neck when they found out I had been arrested. I almost got <laughs> shut down. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a very, it was a great session by the way. Thank you. I, uh, I realized, first of all, a few things. Let's start at the beginning. I have been using hypoallergenic um, detergent for ages. And mainly because I had one episode where I like broke out in hives. And I was convinced it was like all the perfumes and stuff. But then I get on your table and I'm like, I'm never leaving here. Because it was so comfortable and so many like really juicy blankets. And I was like... <laughs> What detergent do you use? This smells amazing. And you were like, Tide? <laughs> and I was like, I use Tide, but then I remembered I used the clear, clean and free, free and clear. One of those. And that mine does not smell like that because the perfumes are eliminated. But I mm -hmm. bought some Tide because of you. So I want to, if you have an affiliate link I could work through, <laughs> I, will, I will go that route. And then secondly... It was a great session. It really was. Like you did all this stomach, um, don't tell me, stomach meridian work on me. And it was pretty magical. Like everything mm. you pushed on, I like wanted to come at you with deep anger. And I don't, it wasn't <laughs> you, it could have been anyone. But what did I say? I was like, if you, if I was standing up and you pushed that, I would fall to the ground right now. Yes. Yes. You said I, these are collapse points. That's what you called them. And I was like, man, I am telling all of my colleagues about collapse points. Yeah, like, that's amazing. Trademark my name or whatever you do. Give it an <laughs> LLC, if you will. Uh, but so it was a really great session. I, I felt like a lot. I felt more relaxed. I felt release in my body and all of that. So I'm coming back. I highly recommend everyone. Get a bodywork session if you live here in the state of Tennessee. But because um, we only take people from Tennessee. Or if you're traveling, <laughs> give her a call. Here's her cell phone number. 615. <laughs> yeah, let's let's leave that part out. <laughs> no, it's 1866 KATMO05. Yeah, and her address like she absolutely loves walk-ins. Um Oh yeah. So just swing on by. <laughs> she she accepts all walk-ins. Just go around the side side door. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And and the thing is is especially if you're coming in from out of town, but if if you live in town, you can get a two for one. Ooh. You can get coached by Moose. Oh, oh that's and right. And you can get a bodywork session with Kat. And we are both certified. We have certificates. And I just want to say Wait, I haven't shared that yet. You just ruined my excitement. Okay, Sarah, do a rewind noise. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, I am a certified K 
verified now, so guess what? You can have both of us. Wait, two for one, though. That sounds like the price is edited. The price. And do they do it at the same time? Yeah. And by the way, the thing you need to know, if you are nervous, you're not like a massage person, you don't have to take your clothes off with Kat. That's the Mm -hmm. best part Mm -hmm. is it's not terribly. I mean, it is vulnerable because you want to bring your full self, but you are clothed when you're Mm -hmm. with Kat for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. Unless you have a different relationship with her and you might not be clothed. Yeah. And then you may not. And as far as I know, at least in my experience, when you are coached by moose, you are also clothed. (laughs) Fair. Well, there are, unless you have a a different relationship with moose and then maybe you're not. (laughs) And then you get the unclothed version. That's a little Mm -hmm. extra. Just so you Unclothed guys know. Coaching. It's a lot extra. Yeah, we do, we do coupons at the end of the year, but that's a little extra. So yes, okay, I have to tell the story that is related to me being certified. So part of the process of the certification that I was applying for is you have a mentorship um, with um, a master coach. And I, you get to submit your top five coaches that maybe you worked with or you didn't get to work with in the program and you get assigned. You have to just kind of choose that one of them will work for you. And I got assigned to this amazing person who uh, was kind of a mystery to me at the beginning. Um, one of those people that may be a little hard to read, to be honest. Um, but as we have done the mentorships um, and I've been the mentee, she's been the mentor It's been really like the perfect match. It's the only way I can describe it. And I love how the universe allows that to happen. Mm -hmm. And so this last session of ours um, was probably the most meaningful just because I had an entire hour to just pick her brain and ask questions. And the other ones were a lot of like getting in there and, um, you know, her giving feedback and me taking notes and things like that. But um, so one of the things I asked her is like towards the end is I said, can you just give me however much you're willing to share kind of what your journey was like from taking this program to you having, you know, like a thriving coaching career. And, you know, of course, the neurotic part of me is trying to figure out like how fast until I can launch this, (laughs) because I know like a lot of people say it takes a year or two years to really get it going. Well, so she goes into that and uh, and then another question I had, is there like something about you that is kind of your signature thing, you know? And she just very nonchalantly said, um, I always say yes. Hmm. And I mean, she said it like that. She was like, I always say yes. And I was like, oh, what topic were we just on? Because <laughs> I didn't catch what she says yes to. And, sh- and I go... <clears throat> Oh, like the book by Shonda Rhimes. I read that. And she was like, I don't know about that book. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, I just always say yes. And I huh. swallowed hard again. And I, I, I laughed a little. And I was like, okay, just like, what do you mean by that? And um, I said, like everything. And she just nodded. And I said, do you know how counterculture that is? And as I was saying counterculture, she was saying the same thing. It was really funny. <laughs> And then um, she said, she kind of laughed and she was like, yeah, I understand everyone is about boundaries right now. But she basically described that if you believe the world is for you, 
the universe or whatever's acting God, um, whatever you believe, if you believe it is for you, you, then why wouldn't you say yes to what comes your way? Hmm. And my brain broke off. My head rolled throughout my office. (laughs) I ran around looking for it, put it back on. And then How did was, you look for it if your eyes were in your head I felt, and it was I rolling around. around? I felt yeah. around. It was yeah. underneath my couch and rolled underneath the, ca- the cats yeah, you were had playing a, with it. You had a felt sense of where your head was. Yeah. And wipe yeah. all the hair off it, slide it back in. Oh my gosh. So I throw my head back on and then she like she's like, okay, and if you believe the world is kind of out to get you, then it is. I do. I believe that. (laughs) And I said to her, I had like, talk about a felt sense. Like I want to jump out of my chair and just shake her because I'm like, why would you say yes to everything? Clearly it's working for her because she hasn't, she doesn't have nearly the excitement in her body that I seem to have. And so I'm just like, I, I literally am sitting there and I'm doing this to her. Like, you know, my brain exploding. I'm just doing that. I don't even have words at this point. And I was like, so you just assume that people are good and that, mm. and that the universe is like bringing them to you. And so you say yes. And she was like, yeah. Wow. And it's really been a good thing for me. Wow. But I, it really, it really messed with my head this week and challenged me because as much as I joke about like, I don't really think people are necessarily bad. I want to, I want to emphasize that, but there I do, I have adopted this idea that bad things are going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. And I have, like I talked about last week, this hypervigilance towards m- making sure that I can do everything in my control, which is none, let's be honest, <laughs> to like have the heartbreak or the loss or the whatever. And I just tried to go through my week after this last mentorship that I had with her trying to go like notice, right? Cause that's the first thing is noticing, noticing when, you know, we're, I'm driving and I hit the brake and a car comes fly, like going like, oh, that wasn't intentional. And I realized that believing that the world isn't for you is very correlated to believing that bad things are going to happen to you, which is mm. very correlated to anxiety, mm-hmm. which is very correlated to depression. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is fear. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's just fear mm-hmm. of what could happen. And yeah. so my challenge mm-hmm. to you guys and our listeners is if you have that problem as well, is like, what can it be like one hour at a time to trust that the world is working for us hmm. or the universe or the God or whoever it is that you believe? Mm. Yeah, I, I um, this is um, I am not there. Yeah. I am just not there. Like I, I can understand what you're saying. Like, I feel like I'd really admire your, uh, mentor coach for living her life that way. And what, what I would say to that in, in my experience of my life so far is I feel like that would be a really effective way to live if my kingdom was safe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And why isn't your kingdom safe? Well, because like there are like people or entities or habits or addictions or whatever it is that don't have my best interest at heart that I still allow into the gates of the kingdom. 
Right. You know? And so I think a lot of the work that, that this healing journey is, is going like, okay, part of how I can be my best self and my most healthy self is that if the people and the things and the habits and the environments around me are safe, then yes, I can say yes to everything because everything coming my way is for my good. And in the journey there, I think the things that are not safe teach us, wow, this isn't safe. Stop doing this. You know, if there's someone who violates a boundary on a regular basis and I don't do anything about it, then that's on me. You know, it's like fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, you know? And so I think that chances are um, your coach mentor has got a kingdom that is relatively safe. And so like, I, I applaud that. And I guess what I'm saying is that I'm still on that journey. My kingdom is not 100% safe yeah. yet. I get that. And I, I don't think it's funny because it's not only counterculture, it's sort of counter business in some ways, because one of the things that we're taught mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in coaching, and I'm not saying she's wrong at all. I'm saying I, obviously it works for her and it, it's enough for me just to try and change my belief system a little. Like, I mean, here's the reality. I had mm-hmm. somebody break into, um, a car, my car this week or last week, when I say break in, my door was unlocked and nothing of like huge value at all was stolen. But I saw, I knew it happened based on what the car looked like. And then some belongings mm-hmm. were down the way. And I don't live in a neighborhood that's unsafe. And that threw mm-hmm. me big time. Mm-hmm. But my yeah, immediate, I, within five seconds, and I'm not exaggerating, Sarah was the witness of it. I went from who the hell thinks they can touch my stuff. Even if my door is unlocked in my car, do you don't walk into somebody else's place and take things Mm -mm. to, Mm -mm. I, this is what I said out loud. And I'm pretty sure I was talking to the universe. I said, Oh, I'll move. Watch me. (laughs) And so I went that fast of like, I'm moving out of the neighborhood because I've had that happen in a very scary way in my past. And so my trauma took me there immediately of like, you got to get the hell out of here, which is what Mm -hmm. I did one time because it Mm -hmm. wasn't a safe neighborhood. Um, but I say all that to be like, it's just a big shift to think like, and it may even be a very privileged way to think. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like there may be people that listen to that and be like, yeah, you have no idea what safe is. So, you know, like I I don't, I don't get the privilege of safety. Um, but it was, it was interesting enough to me to watch my own behaviors when it comes to Mm -hmm. how fast I can tumble down that spiral of see the world is against me. Yeah. Uh, Because Mm -hmm. I, I have to believe that it affects my thinking and my, which becomes my beliefs if we don't work on those. Right. And so, right. I don't know. I want to, I'm, I'm working on that, trying to believe that there is good for me. And then secondly, my other thing is I keep asking myself, what if I don't take things personally? Oh, (laughs) that's huge. Mm. That's huge. Mm. Yeah. We were kind of talking about that before we started recording cat, you and I, Mm -hmm. and it's like, um, what, like, just what does that look like? Where, and we've talked about it over the past few episodes too. Like you just let people have their own space. Yep. They can have their own opinions 
and we don't try to change them. We just go like, Oh, there it is. And, and we choose not to let it be personal to us. Right. Hmm. That's insane. Right. I, I had a, I had a couple of things happen recently where I was in a group setting and, you know, a couple of things were said that like at first, like my first reaction, like my mind and my body, my nervous system, my first reaction was like, wow, that person is, is being really critical toward me yeah. and it hurt my feelings and it made me really sad. And, um, I spent actually last night, I spent from about three o'clock in the morning until four o'clock in the morning awake, kind of replaying this situation and doing much like what you're talking about moose and going like, okay, what if that person's behavior was about their experience, their trauma, their life. And what if it had nothing to do with me? And yes, I was in, in the situation. So it had something to do with me, but Mm. I immediately made an assumption kind of like I did when we talked about on last week's episode, when I start talking and Sarah starts playing music, I take that personal, like I'm boring and I'm stupid. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like what if that's not the case. And the more I thought about it, I was able to really, and I don't think it was just convincing myself. I was able to have what I felt like was a more unattached, objective pulse on reality of like, actually this person has had their own trauma and experience to trigger because of what happened and did a thing. And then I, I immediately took that personally and had to go like work it out. And after processing it a little bit, it had not had very little to do with me. Yeah. And it reminds me of something that I learned in class. As you know, I'm, I'm taking a, another online class right now. And one of the things that, that our teacher shared with us, and I thought this was just might be really helpful to everybody is that she reminded us like our bodies are extremely loyal to Mm. us. Wow. They're extremely loyal to us and they are willing to do a thing that they have learned, they being our bodies, our bodies have learned to do a thing from a very early age. And that's a lot of how armoring develops. That's a lot of how like defense mechanisms develop is, is like the body learns like, Oh, this is not good. And so then I tense up, my shoulders tense up or, Oh, this is, this is a scary thing. So I turn my shoulder and I brace myself like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And, and part of the healing process is going, thank you, body. Thank you for Mm -hmm. being so loyal and for protecting me in a way that that was truly beneficial to me at one point. And we also have the opportunity in the healing process to be able to say to our body, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that happened in our session, Mm -hmm. you know, like I had a part of my body that just like when you touch, like I, it just, um, how would you call it? Like it tensed up or it, seized yeah it was like you had a very strong reaction it was like you know and it was like okay like that part of your body was like hell no yeah hell no yeah yeah and I was just like give me a second and Mm -hmm. I like had to that was really telling for me to recognize like oh yeah like exactly what you just said our body Mm -hmm. holds so much memory too yeah it it really does and and 
if you think about how like kind of almost like a, a, a baby animal can imprint with a human, it's yeah. like our bodies basically like imprint with a situation. It's like, Oh, danger, danger. And so I'm going to assume that there is danger until I am convinced there is not because I am so loyal to cat. I'm so loyal to me. You know, it's like our, yeah. our, our bodies are so loyal to us that they're going to keep doing the thing to protect us until they can be convinced with the same amount of energy and fervor, um, that they don't have to do that. And I just think that that's, mm. that's something that can really allow us to have compassion for ourselves, compassion for our bodies. And, you know, when, when you're ready to do that work, like you can take it one step at a time. And, and like you're doing moose, it's like, Hey, I'm just going to spend this week, not taking things personal. Yeah. Or I'm just mm-hmm. going to spend this week considering like, maybe I say yes to everything that comes my way. Like that's a different pattern. And if your body over and over and over and over experiences that, then maybe a, a, a new, a new holding in the body or a new way of thinking can develop. It's, it's really quite beautiful. It um, mm-hmm. also reminds me of the same teacher said that healing is bringing all of our parts together as a whole. Yes. Yes. Even to the internal family systems things that we talked about last week, you know, I, I think that it's so funny cause there's every, every time, um, every once in a while when I'm on with my therapist, she'll ask me what that part wants to be known as. And I'll, I'll say, I think that's my true self. Mm-hmm. And she knows more than I do. And she'll be like, do you want to ask it again? <laughs> <laughs> because I think sometimes I think all of those parts are your true self and getting them back to, you know, home, if you will. I got to tell you this there. I I didn't have this in my notes, but there is this um, meditation person that I used to listen to who I have major respect for. Um, I think I sent this to you a long time ago, Kat. uh, And I know I've made Sarah listen to it, but she has all kinds of meditations. Um, around like specific addictions or specific Mm -hmm. trauma. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very keyed in, in the specific area. It's not just like trauma in general, which I love. And, um, I was Mm. listening to one that was like kind of uncovering memories. This was a long time ago, but one of the ways that she described going inside was to this day, it was like poetry to me. She talked about walking along so say that you're in your internal self and it's think of it like a land where you can walk through and she talked about how there was this pile of rubble over on the left side and and she's like if and everything was like if you're willing you know gave everyone opportunity to say no but she talked about over in the rubble and then she tried to have you head towards something that was very shiny in the rubble so you have all this just trash but then there's something there And you're basically like collecting things as you go and putting it back together. And it Mm. always made me think of that once I found internal family systems is it's like a broken mirror that Mm. things that we've been through have like shattered piece by piece. And we've like left these breadcrumb trails. (laughs) And sometimes we have to go backwards in order to put that mirror back together. And I don't know that it's ever going to be perfect, but... I do think that taking the time to have those conversations and, and like you said, listening to your body, it it like, it exponentially can get you back there. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have a question for you guys, um, and I'd love to hear from both of you. And Sarah, I feel inclined to ask you to respond first to this. Okay. Um, if you had to choose which was better, a mirror or a disco ball? Hmm. Oh. Better for what? Yes. Hmm. Just better. A mirror. Okay. Moose, a mirror or a disco ball? Mirror. Okay. Well, you guys completely disproved my theory. <laughs> what? what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say like, like your description of like a shattered mirror and, and things being put back together. And, and you said, although it might not be perfect, it's still put back together. Like it made me think a mirror put back together is kind of like a disco ball and it mm. reflects light in different directions. Oh, I love that. Mm. So instead of just like reflecting like the image of you that you know, to be you it's got all these different dimensions and colors and directions and and all of that so i was just thinking that like a broken mirror put back together just kind of reminds me of a disco ball now we need new merch with a cat and moose disco ball thank you yes. for that i'm writing yes. that down i'm putting it on our list <laughs> disco ball. the cat and moose disco ball and it, it, it was inspired by um our mutual friend rachel who um gave us disco balls for christmas you might remember Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Was that why? Or she just likes a good time. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that, that, um, like she said to me, she's like, I really want you to put yours in your car. So you just have like colors and sparkles everywhere. And sure enough, I'll be driving down the highway and all of a sudden it's like dancing queen, feel the beat of the tambourine. Oh, because like the inside of my car has got all these little like speckles everywhere and like and, and I have just absolutely loved it. So cat and moose disco balls are on the way. <laughs> I love it. And talking about people um, who are important to us, um, do you remember my friend who we have discussed um, where we get her condition of misophonia mixed up with mesothelioma? Yes. And I forget what me is misophonia where you don't like to hear people chewing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's basically like an aversion to, to noises. Like, like in this, I have have mesothelioma. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be like when you had your surgery and half the time we said that it was hemorrhoids hemorrhoid surgery yes. yeah <laughs> yeah i told my gynecologist i was having hemorrhoid <laughs> surgery and that was really awkward <laughs> that's not what you were having no no i was having a hernia repair anyway um this particular person was um um staying at my house this weekend because i had a gathering of all the gin shindo folks that um we all love to hang out together and and talk about gin shindo stuff and um she was in town this weekend and um last night we were kind of debriefing like the hang time that we all had together and the TV was on, which the TV hadn't been on all weekend, but for some reason it was on last night and she was sitting there talking to me and telling me something really profound about our gathering this weekend. And in the background was one of those infomercials about mesothelioma. (laughs) And you die laughing. I literally like could not hold it together. Like I could (laughs) not hold it together. Like it was so awesome. And it just, made me so happy so i had to share it god (laughs) i was thinking being with someone who has melosemiomia is um (laughs) 
it's got to be difficult because wouldn't you be afraid to eat around them? Like I would oh, just 100%. go like in the bedroom and eat so that you didn't hear like, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, I have had thoughts about like, I wonder like, what about like my household or what about my habits like are, are agitating or triggering her misophilia and, and misophobia. I can't, (laughs) why can't I say the damn word? It's 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 misophonia. Mesothelioma. It's easy to remember. <laughs> Cats. <laughs> if you have any questions about how the media affects your subconscious, please understand <laughs> that we, as a as a triple unit here, Cat, Sarah, and Moose, we really think mesothelioma is more memorable than misophonia. Like that is because of infomercials. Yeah, we need some more commercials for misothomia. Yeah, themia. Yeah, thyroid. Okay, let's all for those of those. Oh, I bet. By the way, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of notes about the fart jar thing, and I'm. They're not <laughs> oh, happy really? either. People are uh-uh. not happy. Interesting. Yeah, they don't like it. What did they say? Well, you got to read the, uh, it's on, it's all on the texts. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, if you do want to text us one eight six six K A T M O O five, or you can call us at the same number mm-hmm. or you can email us. Kat, what's that email? Hello at cat and moose Please email us. Tell us what you hate, what you love. And, um, for those with, Mysothyroid disease. We would like <laughs> to leave you with some of your favorite sounds here. Um, so if we could all on the count of three, make some noises that maybe people who have that disease that we can't pronounce, not a disease. It's just a condition. Here we go. Great work, guys. I couldn't hear any of your noises, so this is going to be my fucking favorite. (laughs) It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Special thanks to our producer, Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Production.